Hey everyone, quick note before we start. We had audio troubles with our mics and had to use camera audio instead. There's a little more background noise, but we didn't want to re-record and turn our honest discussion into a forced retelling. It'll be fixed by the next episode. Thanks for listening, and now, on with the show. Decomposition. My name is Renal. And I'm Lunchley. And this is the show where we break down music, we talk about lyrics, we talk about composition, we talk about themes. Most importantly, we discuss why we love the songs that we love. But today, we're going to do something a little bit different. Lunchley, what are we doing today? Today, we're going to discuss the Eras Tour. We had the pleasure of going to it last weekend uh, to see the show in LA, and we're just... Um, really just focused on Taylor Swift right now. So I promise this is not a Taylor Swift podcast, as many Taylor Swift songs as we do. But for like a short little time, we're going to be doing some Eras Tour specific episodes, just because honestly, I kind of want to record all the feelings like after the concert and just talk about the experience and just share how we felt about it. Maybe talk about some songs later. Who knows? Yeah, and, you know, we break down music on this show, and I think live performance is a huge part of music and the music experience. So rather than talk about a recording and really get into details, we're going to be taking a higher-level look on another part of the music community. So join us on this couch-side chat. (laughs) Is it a hearth side if it's a tiny hearth that we've never used? Yeah. I still don't know how to turn that on. Yeah. Um, for people who are only on the audio format, um, first of all, we have a YouTube. Uh, we're uploading these to YouTube now. Um, look at us moving up in life. Yeah. And at Spud Network Podcast <laughs> is the handle. Check us out on YouTube if you like. Yes. And um, our background right now is the couch as opposed to the table that we usually sit at. Um, because we're getting cozy in here. We're getting cozy. It's going to take a little bit of time. And we're going to talk about... Taylor and the Eras Tour. So let's get started. Yeah, who isn't talking about Taylor and the Eras Tour, honestly? We're kind of unoriginal, but also I'm jumping on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Shall we? Yes. So, uh, and also I think that it was a great point that you brought up. Like when when an artist is like recording in a studio, like sometimes I don't really get what they're doing. But then when I see them play it live, I'm like, oh, wait. That works so well. <laughs> and I'm like, actually, that song is so much more interesting than I thought it was. And then sometimes, like, I get, like, a renewed love for it, like, afterwards. So, yeah, we should probably talk about uh, if, if this changed our views on any songs as well afterward. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this what, we just counted 45 songs in this set list? Yeah, and 45. I think to not have your opinion change on any of them would is not possible. Right. Would be insane, yeah. As well as I know Taylor Swift, I think that like, you know, some of these songs land different and I, I hear different in my head now when I listen to them. Yeah. Um, all right, so we can start from like the beginning of the tour. So we were, uh, we went to the show in LA, um, dealt with some traffic to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of walking to get inside. Um, but honestly, we also miss, we missed the, uh, the initial line to get in because the doors opened at like 4 30 yeah. or something so we got there like when um the first act was like starting was when we like arrived in the parking lot the first opener yeah, yeah. so sorry we missed gail sorry gail sorry gail um yeah i but i was just like i can't deal with the idea of the traffic and the lines <laughs> yeah so props to those of you who went to this tour and stood in line for two and a half hours to get in but uh yeah we couldn't do that no um can I uh, point something out, though? Yeah. Um, I would argue that this is not the start of the Eras Tour experience. Oh, oh, okay, excuse me. Let, w- let's back it up. W- where would you like us to start? I would like to point out the fact that those of you who have never been to a Taylor concert, if you don't know about this friendship bracelet thing that goes on, people make friendship bracelets with little beads, and they have lines from songs or names of songs or little inside jokes about Taylor, and they all come to this... Um, concert with these bracelets made and you can trade them around right so that means this was like how many people in the audience over a thousand right 
somewhere there, whatever the SoFi's capacity is. Over a thousand? I don't know. I way over. <laughs> I'm bad at estimating numbers. You are. You are. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let that go. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> a lot of people, and every single one of them spent hours beforehand making bracelets. How much could a gallon of milk cost? Ten dollars. <laughs> yeah. How many people are in the stadium? Like ten. I just had to quote. <laughs> Arrested development. Arrested development. Yeah. Iconic. Anyway, go on. But yeah, these thousands of people um, spent so much time making these bracelets even beforehand. This is not even the day. This is like pre-work. And I'm only counting the bracelets, not even the people who like got together specific outfits and... Made their own outfits. Made their own outfits. Like, people became seamstresses over here, like making like bodysuits, dresses, coats, jackets customized things. I think you were just telling me about some guys who made it LED suits. Oh, I, yeah, I read it somewhere on a forum. So I, I don't know, I would love to see a picture of this, but uh, you know the, um, you know what? Can we pause and get the bracelets because this is important to this. I okay. think a visual aid would help here. Okay, sure. One sec. All right, so we're back. Um, we now have as a visual aid our bracelets. Yeah. So um, these, this big white one, it's like, that's shining. Um, it's RFID controlled. So that's how she does all these incredible things uh, in the audience, the bracelets. Um, yeah, so the, the crowd like lights up in different lights and she can like put images and things related to the song she's performing. Yeah. And, and it's so a huge part of the experience. Some guys made like vests that respond to that same RFID signal. And that's that sounds incredible. I'd love to so see a photo of this or a video of this. Yeah. So. Yeah. My point I was getting in like the phenomenon of Taylor Swift that people are putting in all this pre-work to go to a show is insane. Like usually when you go to a concert, it's only like the really hardcore fans that'll do this, right? They'll make gifts for the artist or they'll have a customized outfit. Like if you're really into some artist, but this is like everybody in the stadium was doing this. I'm not even that big of a Taylor Swift fan. I made bracelets. Yeah, people who like went to the show, like, you know, like there's been like famous people in the VIP boxes and stuff. Yeah. Like usually rich people don't have to worry about doing things at concerts because they're just cool enough to just show up and be there. But these uh -huh. guys were also making friendship bracelets and bringing them and trading them with fans and stuff. Like, isn't that crazy? Like everyone's putting in the effort. Yeah. I, if you don't know this about me, I'm very shy. I'm very introverted. I didn't trade a single one beside of the group that we went with. Yet I still made them. <laughs> I came back with the same ones I made because I'm too shy to ask anybody. But the amount, this is where the experience starts, right? There's all this anticipation and buildup to this day. So I guess what I'm saying is if anyone's denying that Taylor Swift is like the biggest artist in the world right now, like this is proof. Just go to one of these shows or just see one of these shows on YouTube. It's, it's insane. Yeah, I didn't tell him to say that guys. <laughs> this is his. Like, I think, especially for you, like, you, you like Taylor Swift, you've been listening to her songs since you met me, at least, or, like, before uh -huh. that, but also, like, I think you did a deep dive once I was talking about her a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and so, um, uh, for you, what was it like coming into uh, this fan base, of, or, like, seeing it activate during the Eras tour? Like, some of it, I think I expected, just based off of, you know, it's all over Instagram and TikTok, so some of it, I think I expected, but, um... I've never been in a concert this big where the crowd felt so in sync. Oh yeah. I've been in concerts where the crowd felt in sync, but it's always like, you know, some hole in the wall venue, tiny intimate show, and everybody there is a super hardcore fan. Yeah. But like, this is that same feeling times a million because you're in a football stadium and you still, everybody knows every song, right? Yeah. Like, um, this is her first tour um, post pandemic, right? So um, usually when an artist goes on tour, uh, they're promoting um, an album. So sometimes there'll be fans there that, oh, they don't know the new stuff. So it's a little bit quieter during that one. Um, my, my last concert just before Taylor was Yellow Card and um, they were promoting their new EP. Like their old songs, the crowd was much more into it than their new stuff, right? Just cause that's what people know. But here it was like this constant level of energy where even if I didn't know some of the songs, like there's some songs that I don't know, um, we'll get into that, uh, but there was always this wave 
of the crowd where they all knew what she was going to do um how she was going to sing it it was like this experience where it's so tied to this artist at such a scale like it's incredible how as she's gone bigger that feeling hasn't gone away it doesn't feel corporatized yet yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i think um it's it's incredible to see so for me i'm a taylor swift fan however i've never been to a live show so like for her <laughs> and that's why I think this was um, interesting to me because I this whole summer we've been going to live music. We uh, I went to All Time Low concert, uh, Fall Out Boy concert, and now Taylor Swift. And the crowds like at the other two were very like like you were saying intimate small venue for the All Time Low one, where everyone felt in sync. Like the the band was really good. You can tell they're professionals that they've been playing really well for a lot of years, and everyone there really loved to see them. You know. So that, there was great energy at that concert. Again, like some of those things where some of their songs I don't know. So then yeah. I'm like a little checked out. I that. remember in particular Fall Out Boy, because it's been 20 years since their very first album, did a bunch of deep cuts. Yeah. And you yeah. can tell, okay, the crowd's not super into this. But then they play like, thanks for the memories and suddenly everybody's back, you know? Yeah, because they did make some core memory songs for all of us. So like uh, for me, for Fall Out Boy, I wasn't following them a ton. Like, I don't know their deep cuts. So mm -hmm. that's where I was a little bit on the outside looking in. But like, you know, when they, the crowd would get hyped for the, like you said, like the big songs that they're major songs that they've contributed uh, to the culture. Now, what I think is interesting with Taylor Swift, um, and just to say across the board, I'm fans of all these bands, like they're Taylor Swift, Fall Out Boy, all of them really great singers. Um, the amount of energy match that I saw at the Taylor Swift concert is insane compared to anything I've seen because not only was the crowd ready to stand there for three and a half hours she was ready to perform for three and a half hours everybody on the stage was ready to perform for three and a half hours everybody like came bringing their all like the amount of like you said outfits and friendship bracelets and all this other audience participation and every single one of her songs had energy to it like yes. there isn't one where like everyone checked out sometimes during the slower ones like I was tired, I would just like sit down for a bit. But we're still singing. We're still excited about it and happy to sing along, right? Yeah. Like it was an endurance feat for us to watch the concert. I don't Yeah. <laughs> My feet hurt so much coming yeah. home. And I don't know how she's actually doing it. She must be training like a performance athlete. Yeah, like, so if you guys haven't seen the stage, it stretches pretty much the length of like a football field, right? Yeah, because you have to remember SoFi Stadium is for footballs. Yes, primarily. Games and the sports and her stage is enormous and it yeah. takes most of that floor and she's walking back and forth costume changes most of them in heels everyone's dancing all the time yeah they're covering so much ground i haven't done the math yet i'm gonna do the math of like how much like how much did she actually cover how many yeah. steps did she get in i'm that sure day? someone's already done this you could probably find it i feel like uh, people have already tracked her like movement around the stage so i'm just gonna use that and like do oh. some math off that is there like a heat map of <laughs> what square of the stage she's on? There's a lot of those things, yeah. Um, but anyway, it's just fascinating to see that energy for that long, you know, and just to stay throughout it. And then you think about the fact that she does these Friday, Saturday, Sunday in most cities. LA, she did even more. She did six nights. Um, yeah. I think three in a row break, three in a row. It's One day break. The endurance is insane insane and when she's um between cities she's still recording music it's not like she's not singing yeah anyway yeah. um taylor go take a vacation you've earned it <laughs> <laughs> you need at least a week off but i don't think she will take one. i wonder if, how much time she's going to take off when like all of it's over like the international leg and the the extra shows and all that I feel like she also gains energy from these things. Yeah. Um, like I'm sure it's taking something out of her, but I think she also really thrives on this. So I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know how much of a break she'd take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have. We were trying it. to. Yeah, we were trying to say a beautiful thing that you said, which was that uh, the the experience of the Eras tour starts before the Eras tour, before yes. the day that you attend, um, which is a great thing to point out. I think also day of if I can move up yeah, to yeah. that. Um, 
you're getting ready. We did our nails. Look at They're how fading. cute we are. They're chipping, I know. And um, got our bracelets together, our outfits together. I wasn't going that complicated, but like, um, but I had to have comfy shoes, which I would absolutely recommend for anyone who's going to be yeah. seeing. Her. We were in like the upper section anyway, so we had stairs to climb. Oh, and no, I think we, there was elevators. I mean, yeah, elevator to a level, but then you have to climb up the section. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, okay. Not, not, not too uncomfortable. Plus, our before. the parking spot we got was what a mile from the stadium. Like two, yeah, mile, mile and a half. So yeah. it was a mile from the stadium on the map, but then when we got there, we realized our seats, the entry for our seats, were on the other side of the stadium. And SoFi is so big, guys. Like, so we had to walk around stadium. the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like another mile right there. It was an insane walk. I was just like, oh my gosh. I'm like, and I'm just like going to my seat. You know what I mean? Like, again, I don't know how Taylor Swift is walking yeah. around all night. This is also why we missed Gail. We could hear her playing while we were walking <laughs> yeah. around. We're like, come on. And then by the time we got there, she was done. Yeah. Um, we did see Heim open. Yes. Another thing I'll say, um, okay, wait. So getting to our seats. Yeah. Like you said, we were kind of up there. Um, like one of the 500 sections. Um, and, uh, like the steepness of the climb like once you're out where the seats are and then you go up was terrifying it was fucking terrifying i was just like how do people not regularly fall off and die <laughs> yeah i will say though i think that steepness lended itself to the fact that wherever you were sitting you had a good view though no i love that as a short person i applaud it yeah. but oh my god is it terrifying to go up those stairs because i'm just like mm -hmm. What if I fall and die? What if I drop something and kill someone downstairs? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you remember when we went to um, the, the hockey game. Uh -huh. That one was even steeper. The Anaheim Ducks game. It's I like, do remember. Yeah, that was also steep. Yeah. It's like these, I think it's a stadium thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it's these sports arenas where wherever you're sitting, you're watching like the center. Yeah. They make it super steep so your view isn't blocked, right? But, um, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it did lend itself to the fact that if you get tickets to one of these shows, the international shows that are remaining, just take any seat. They're all good seats. They're all good seats. You will have a good time. You will feel the energy wherever you are. Yeah. I think um, Merle asked me, like, during, like, while we were getting ready for it, he's like, are we really going to be standing that much? And, I'm, and he's like, well, our seats are so far back. And I was yeah. like, so, I have a feeling we will be. <laughs> yeah, I expected, like, this to be like any other concert where the people in the back are the casuals, right? Yeah. They're just here for the vibes sing along and the hardcore people will get floor seats but no everybody's into it at this show well you weren't there on the day of the war and when i say the great war i mean the one where we all fought to get Ticketmaster seats yeah. where we would have been up in the front if we had could have you know like uh determined that ourselves but um it just kind of spit us out somewhere and um me and my two friends were like because we were trying to buy the tickets yes, we were like all yeah. on the phone we we're like just buy it just buy it like all those things so it was just kind of a yeah. buy it we'll see what happens we ended up getting two sets of tickets to shows and then selling the other one for the for the price that we got it because we were just like we don't need to go to two shows yeah and like it was, your options to go to this tour were either that or pay exorbitantly for uh resales the re yeah the resales were really bad so we did we did get seats for honestly comparatively a reasonable price yeah. however um we couldn't choose we couldn't be picky about our seats because we had to just grab whatever Ticketmasters threw us at yeah. yeah so i think i was pleasantly surprised when i got there i was too honestly i you was like thinking that we were back in the way back corner and we really weren't Anjali bought binoculars <laughs> as a preparation we, and? I, I didn't need them, but uh, I think she used them. Were they useful? Yeah, so we got the binoculars, and I think we don't, like, regret it. Because um, me and my friend were saying, like, during like during the songs, like, they have the camera on her, and you can see what's yeah. going on. But then, like, there are some points where they turn those off, and, like, she's doing something important on stage or something, and we're just, like, what is what is she doing but over there we want to see i think the uh the main screen was always on right the one at the back of the stage no it wasn't like for instance during um the beginning of uh tolerated it, like it's there's nothing going on she's just setting the table oh okay 
Um, yeah. So it's not on the camera, but do I want to see Taylor Swift set a table? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to get my binoculars and, uh, <laughs> you know, if you have some judgment on that, congrats. No one hears it. No one cares. <laughs> I was Sorry. fine without binoculars. It's possible. Yeah, okay, but you didn't even, you didn't care about Tolerate, okay? Like, this is important. <laughs> <laughs> this was important to us. It helped us. We were like, sitting there like, oh, no, it's good. They turned off the cameras, but I can still see her. <laughs> it was yeah. very, it made us happy. <laughs> it gave us joy. We paid for these tickets. We will see Taylor as much as we can. Yes, this is the only time in my life I'm going to be in the same room as her, if you can call it a room. <laughs> what, you're not going to go next to her? No, What? Next tour. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows how bad Ticketmaster will be by then? <laughs> and could I even afford it? I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take advantage while I can and use my binoculars to see everything. Also, like, sometimes she's singing and doing things and the camera's on her. Yeah. But I do want to see the other dancers because they're doing a lot of cool work, too. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I was looking over at the band. the They were in the corners of the stage. Yeah. And I was just like watching them. Again, everyone was bringing energy the whole time. And I wanted to appreciate all of it. So. I will say that's, uh, I think, one thing that I would have liked to improve, maybe. Or um, I would have liked to experience was see what the band was up to. Especially because um, wherever the music is coming from, it's not really emphasized, right? The show is about Taylor singing and the dancing and the lights and all of that kind of stuff. The musicians themselves are kind of off to the side. So like... Well, they come yeah. out for certain songs. Yes, like the guitar solos and stuff, they come out. So those were really cool. Guitar solos um, for Long Live, because Long Live was like a note to her band, basically. You know, yeah. To, like a thank you to them, basically. Yeah. So she does bring them out for things. Yeah, so I really enjoyed those parts, but that's something I would have liked a little bit more. Oh. Yeah. I think you should watch the Reputation tour on Netflix because mm -hmm. they're like really cool how they place them. They put them like upstairs in the stage. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, a few times. This is why I told you to watch that one because like I know it would, it would hit those notes of like cool things. And then sometimes she goes up there and is with them. Like yeah. it's hard to yeah. describe. But yeah, very cool stuff. So yeah, I don't think she like shuns them off to the side. In fact, if you look at where they are placed, they're playing out to the side. So that actually gives people like kind of flanking the screen uh who might not have as good of a view of yeah, what's going the, on uh, it gives them view something tickets right yeah well they weren't there was no one behind the stage wow. yeah which I was confusing because it was sold as behind the stage sometimes yeah i think it was barked as like behind the stage on Ticketmaster, right but um when we got there the true like actual behind the stage there was nobody there that was locked off and mm -hmm. i think she had some light racks and stuff there yeah, like, it was all, like, stage stuff, so, like, they didn't want yeah. people back there. So the obstructed view were, like, the back corner, where you can see probably 70% of the stage, like, when she walks out. But you can't see the big screen of the stage. Yeah. Because it's yeah. facing the other way. So, the or, or it's, like, distorted if you're sitting around there. So the yeah. band faces those guys. So yeah. I think they were serving a purpose, and it was to, like, give something to those fans. And have everybody kind of engaged, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because then otherwise you're watching, like, um, so they had secondary screens in the top ring. So mm. then to see the main screen, you're watching that screen on the tiny screen. You're watching a screen but on the screen. the main screen also uh, shows different things than the tiny screen does. So the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm I saying... say tiny, they're massive. But, like, the the center ring screens, Yeah, yeah. those have different things than the, the back screen does. Yeah, so um, let's say the back screen has some animation going and then Taylor's in front of it. Then the tiny screen would show Taylor and the back screen. So now you're watching a screen on a screen, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so you never really get a great view if you're kind of in the... Like, you do get a great view of, like... You, you see what's going on with Taylor. Yeah. But you don't get, like, the whole, like, front experience. So I think that's cool to have, like, the band be playing yeah, out you can there. Watch the, like, uh, you can watch those guys make the music yeah, happen. You can watch the drummer who doesn't get to come out because he can't move. But... You get to see oh, him. Oh, did he not? <laughs> I think maybe in one of the Reputation songs, I think he came out from under the stage. At oh. some point he did. I don't remember. But the rest of the show, he was kind of back there. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's Taylor Swift. It's yeah. not... Not Taylor Swift's band. Not Taylor Swift's band. <laughs> Sorry, no shade. We love everybody who made the music happen, but like also they're not front and center because they're not... It's not about them. Yeah. And I think there's no negativity around it. It's just like everyone's just here to make all the music happen, right? Like she has backup singers and stuff. And like, oh, yeah, yeah. And she just thanks everyone like at the end and everything and shows yeah. their faces. So like it's oh, yeah. not like. They did get uh, some camera time at the end when she was thanking everyone. 
Yeah, they also flash everyone's face up on screen and their name at the end, like as people are leaving. Yeah. So we didn't see that. It's like a yearbook. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cute. Yeah, yeah. I love how they do that. Um, what was... We keep getting on tangents. I don't remember where we... We were talking about going up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, so now we, we sat down. We watched Heim. Heim was good. Heim was good. Um, it was interesting to me to see that the opener seemed to... Like, they seemed a little, uh, again, we didn't see Yale. We only saw Heim. But it seemed a little, like, uh, brief. And by that, I mean, when I went to the Fall Out Boy concert, the two openers were taking, like, each one took, like, an hour. Yeah, and then Fall Out Boy took, like, hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it feels like the work of giving a show to the audience is kind of a little more distributed toward the openers in that scenario. But with Taylor Swift, it's, like, those openers like uh, have a small window in the beginning. They kind of stick exactly to their timing. They don't go over time at all. And then it's Taylor, Taylor, Taylor for three and a half hours. Yeah, I mean, when Taylor puts together a 45 song set list, you gotta leave her enough time to get through it, right? I think it's that. I think it's also like, um, I'll be honest, there's like times where uh, I've seen people play live. Not people, not ones I've gone to. Oh no, but it was some opener, I think, for one of the ones we went to. Um, was just like letting the crowd sing, you know, that thing where they, they hand the mic out to the crowd. Yeah. And then they're just like, you sing it, you know, and then you sing it. And then after a little while, it's like, but could you do your job and like sing it? <laughs> 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 and it's like, I don't want to sing it for you. Like I paid for tickets so you could sing it and I'd sing along. The artist is just on stage like, guys, I forgot the lyrics. Uh, can you do this? <laughs> It's like they're like, it's like they need a break or something. And you're like, okay, buddy, but like, <laughs> I, I need to not uh, be doing your job for you at a certain point. And so I'm going to say like, like it wasn't Fall Out Boy who was doing it or, or All Time Low. Yeah, they, I don't remember what band this was. But... I, I think it was somebody who opened for All Time Low. I don't remember. Okay. But like All Time Low themselves, they would do a little bit of the using it but then they would appropriately cut it off and start like actually singing when they need to to like you know keep the energy up and stuff yeah yeah but i just remember somebody checking out and being like just holding a mic <laughs> and you're just like could you please do your job <laughs> so that's something that you could never accuse um taylor swift of because like she performs the whole time you know sometimes she like holds out a mic like just for like a line but like it's mostly her she takes on the burden of the work that uh is done by all those people typically yeah yeah so yeah i thought it was interesting to see the the shorter openers um like um this woman is not afraid to work yeah and i will say the timing of the whole event was impeccable yeah like um i it started like eight ish eight twenty ish was when taylor came on stage and then it was done by midnight and like you wouldn't notice the time kind of going by like, if it's engaging, it kept you going. It didn't feel like it was dragging at any point. And I I don't know if she publishes end times for the show. But I feel like if her permit ended at midnight, she hit it right on midnight. I don't think it did. Okay. I, I don't think she does, like, a end time. Okay. So then, yeah, I will say it never felt like it was dragging. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, in, incredible timing by the openers by Taylor herself. Um, so, yeah, that brings us to the start of the show. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and I guess this is where, uh, like, the spoilers really start. <laughs> so, just a heads yeah. up for anyone who's listening who doesn't want this spoiled. But, you know, honestly, it's going to be mild. It's going to be mild. Because I just, like, some of her transitions and intros and stuff are cool. Mm -hmm. Um. She had that clock that uh, was like uh, counting down from three minutes before it started. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was a great way to like let the audience know like, hey, just a heads up, be ready and like build hype before it yeah. started. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is built off of anticipation, right? Like I talked about building friendship bracelets. Mm -hmm. It's all just build up, right? And then it culminates in like a literal countdown that she has. Yeah. Like if you're talking about knowing how to engage with an audience like that's great yeah it was really well done and then it like shows the clock like getting down to zero yeah and i'm pretty sure that's the the stylistic of the clock was the same she used in like the midnight's promotion right yeah she just 
She's got yeah. a lot of clocks everywhere for sure. Yeah. So um, so she was digitally like showing like two digital readings and then also the center clock. Yeah. Was showing and um went down to zero. And then went to black, and it starts with Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. So like, then these like people come out with like these big floofy like beautiful like. Yeah, flower petals almost they come out like the petal is down so it's like a little shell like little clams yeah and then they woof. these are the dancers right yeah. they're coming out with like this big tail and it's like an organza or some other kind of fabric the, like one of those ones where it like it floats just so beautifully and i think she used it um like something similar in her uh reputation tour where somebody was coming out and dancing with large swaths of cloth um but it was just for like i think dress or something like that when she's saying dress and then like in this i see her doing it with the pedal like these like multiple people holding those pedals there's gotta have been like like seven of those people or something with those huge yeah. things and then they like kind of like they clamshell in initially they, the clam opens it's this big beautiful petal of cloth and then they go down the um stage and then she like comes out of the ground mm -hmm. yeah and that was really a cool way to open. Yeah. And all and the part she's not playing like Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince like the whole way through. She's like it's just like little vocal snippets. Um, actually, from each one of her albums, she played a line. Yeah, yeah, because it is the era's tour, right? So she's yeah. reference each of the albums. And Miss Americana has like that ethereal um, synth kind of sounds. So it works in this building tension intro. And it has the line, it's been a long time coming. Yes, yeah. I think that line was repeating, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so that, that initial, like, uh, like, lifting of the petals to show her in the center of them yeah. was just really cool. Um, and uh, if you were one of those people with the obstructed view, I think you got to see her kind of behind the stage come out and stuff. Because I heard that side of the stadium cheering before we could see Taylor. No, okay, so maybe they cheered when the um, broom cart came. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's hidden in a little she, cart. She, she hides in the cart and then she runs under the stage. Yeah. But she, but the pedals come out from the back of the stage, but she comes up from under the stage. Oh, okay. She's yeah. not crawling Yeah, then you're right. It. Then it's yeah. the uh, yeah. the little cart that everybody now knows has Taylor inside of it. It's like a it. little janitor cart or whatever or something. Yeah. yeah it's but, not like a mop. But everybody's figured out, because it's way too big for a janitor cart, that she's inside that. I think there's also videos of like her scurrying away from it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so people have caught her. Um, yeah. I, I think it's like, it's just fun. And she just doesn't want to be seen before the show, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... Yeah, so that was a really gorgeous intro, really epic way to start, um, and then to launch straight into Cruel Summer. Yeah, the single that was never a single. That is now a single. That yeah. is now a single, yeah. Yeah, and um, to sing that bridge that we all love so much, and mm -hmm. to have the opportunity to sing it with her is just so fun, because um, she like encourages the whole crowd to like sing that bridge. Yeah, it's a great opener. Like, Miss Americana is technically the first song, but I think Cruel Summer is the opener, right? Yeah, because um, Miss Americana is, like, so short. Like, she only uses a snippet of it. Yeah, it's just for that, like, intro bit, basically. I don't even know if she sings any of it. She does. Um, she starts with that, like, uh, it's a, a, they whisper in the hallway she's a bad, bad girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is just a great, great way to start a Taylor Swift show. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I just, I love, I love the, the dramatics. I love the theater of it all. It's just so fascinating. I love it. Like, she just... The level of The whole production. song is about, like, rumors about her, obviously. Yeah, right? and she is Miss Americana. And right? she is Miss Americana. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and she's a bad, bad girl um, mm -hmm. who doesn't give a shit about it. And I do love that, so... Uh, yeah, so she starts like that, and then Cruel Summer, like you said, is definitely, like, the opener-opener song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I guess um, we can go deeper into the set list a little bit later, but just um, talking about like her performances in throughout the show, like it, the transitions between certain songs are like I didn't realize at the time that they were scripted, but they are scripted because if you go back and watch videos, she says the same thing every show. 
um like she has a little thing she does before like the man and stuff like yeah, that like oh but, you're making me feel like i'm the man but and she's I'm so like, good oh. at doing it that it doesn't feel scripted and yeah. the fact that um la was the last stop on her tour for the u.s leg so she's been doing this all summer and it still feels fresh when you watch it that yeah. was the thing that stuck in my mind um like when i was watching back some of the videos we filmed and i'd realized that point oh she does this every time so I hadn't watched anything pre-show. Mm -hmm. So I this was all new to me on the day. And then afterward, I went back and saw some stuff, right? So I was like, oh, it's not like she was coming up with this on the spot or something. But if you if I had never seen other shows, I would have believed it, that it was fresh. Yeah. Um, for me, I was initially like, when the Eris tour started back in March, I was like, I don't want any spoilers. Um, I'm not going to watch a single video. And then mm -hmm. that became uh, quickly overrun with my curiosity. Uh, <laughs> also, your um, recommendation algorithm has too much Taylor in it for you to avoid. Well, there's a point where I'm just shamelessly like, show me every song she does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, where's the live streams? They're all on TikTok. Damn, I don't have TikTok, so I can't watch that. So I'm just going to like watch every single like reel on Instagram that uh -huh. I can. Um, yeah, no, she... So by the end of it, I was ready to watch live streams if I had access to them. And then, um, like, it didn't diminish my interest in going. Yeah. Which I think was, like, the important thing for me to realize was, like, oh, actually, this doesn't crush any of my dreams. Like, I'm just, like, so thankful to be there. Also, she did so many new things. Uh, changing outfits, changing dresses and stuff, like, between cities and stuff. Yeah, she keeps it fresh. She does the surprise songs differently every single city or every single day um and like that's always like a, a nice thing to do to just keep it as fresh as possible for people yeah um yeah i just really think she's doing a great job of keeping it fresh when it could get like if you did what like some other artists do where they just kind of play the same thing same set list every single day like it could get old you know yeah. but i think she knows how streamed she is also she just has way too many songs a lot of artists they do it because they've optimized their set list for one promoting whatever new album they have out and two they got to make sure they get all the hits and so that people keep coming to their shows but when you're only picking from like 20 25 songs there's like one maybe two optimizations you can make yeah versus taylor who has this massive discography and can afford to switch out songs here and there yeah, she has over 200 songs, so, uh, and she gave us a generous 45, which is an insane thing to do in and of itself, and, yeah. like, she has no problem keeping it fresh, I think. Like, if you watch other artists that have big discographies, one, they're usually a lot older than Taylor, like, I'm talking about, like, 80s and 90s artists that, just because of time, they have so much mm -hmm. of this, and they'll still keep their show at, like, an hour and a half, two hours, and they'll just do, like, medleys, so that they get like a minute of each song uh -huh. in it but then you know i don't think she had a single medley so she kind of sometimes she did um so like for instance miss americana heartbreak prince she doesn't sing the whole thing yeah so she might abbreviate some of the songs i think okay but like i'm talking about like you go to okay i'm just making this up i don't know if this actually happened right but it'd be like going to like a Metallica concert and they're like mixing in Enter Sandman and Master of Puppets into one song. Okay. And then never playing either one completely, right? Like these are big songs for theirs, but sometimes these artists will only play like a portion of it. Mm -hmm. Right? Like I think for hers, her biggest songs she did all the way through. I think where she cut was some of like the really like older stuff like mid 2000s kind of things well no she also cut like um sometimes it would just be the bridge of a song mm -hmm. so one important one is when she goes into folklore uh into that era and she sings uh the song august which is about someone cheating on someone it's sort of got those like themes yeah and then she sings just the bridge of illicit affairs um where she's like singing like and you want to scream don't call me kid don't call me baby look at this idiotic fool that you made me like she sings like that bridge is kind of the crux of like 
of the song Illicit Affairs, which is about cheating. Mm -hmm. And so she tacks just the bridge to the end of the song Illicit Affairs oh, okay. onto the end of the full August song. Oh, okay. I see. So it's not a medley. It's like not a mashup. Yeah. But she kind of like doesn't do the whole thing. Like she focuses on it. And it's because they have similar themes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she does. She did do medleys in like Reputation, which uh, I think she, I can't remember right now, but she like mixed Bad bad Blood with You Should Have Said No, I think. And it was like, honestly, one of my favorite medleys she's ever done. Honestly, it was seamless enough that me not knowing every song to the like the level of detail you do, I didn't notice. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just thought she was just playing these songs. Yeah, no, she transitions really well. And yeah. so, yeah, it, it's funny that you thought that they were like all going full, but they not all the time, mm -hmm. um, I would say. A surprising amount of them were full. Yeah. Like for a 45 song set, it, an insane amount were full. Three and a half hours on stage is insane. Yeah. No, we, she's yeah. insane. <laughs> so, I think that's what we like keep coming really back cool to. like a really cool kind of insane. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so anyway, I, I really liked that, like, the way she cut songs. Um, honestly, when it comes to the Red Album and the big hits on that one, most of them I don't really love. Mm -hmm. Like, they're good songs. They're all bangers. I'm sorry, but I That's am not album. feeling 22 anymore. <laughs> and I think I need to accept that. Don't you want to dream about when you were 22? <laughs> No, and then like, um, we're never getting back together, like, is a little repetitive. Um, I knew you were trouble when you walked in, also pretty repetitive. Uh, what I loved about the performance of it was that she abbreviated it. She was just like, you know... Yeah, these ones I did notice. Yeah, we don't need to do the whole song for all of those because they're pretty repetitive. So we're just going to get through them. Yeah. And that leaves you time to do a 10-minute all too well. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that is where the time should be spent. I think those are all great choices she made. Yeah, and the 10-minute uh, the version is newer as well, right? Like it came out in what, 2021, 2020? Okay. Somewhere there. I don't know. But, when she re-recorded Red. Yeah, it was post her last tour. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Most of the things she's done has been post her last tour in 2017. Yeah, well, like or the rest of Red wasn't. So, like, basically, <clears throat> I got into Taylor, like, after Reputation, before the folklore. Oh, okay. So, so 2018, 2019. Yeah, so when I got into Taylor, I actually really liked a lot of her older stuff, like, Speak Now, Red, 1989, and um, some, this tour did not focus that much on those, because this was more about the albums she's released since then, right? Mm -hmm. So, Folklore, Evermore, Midnight's, Lover. Um... So, I think the specific, the red section, was the one where I felt it was like, oh, I wish she had done more, come on those, more songs, like State of Grace and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. No, I would have loved to hear State of Grace. That's or, like my um, favorite. Uh, the song Red, I thought she would do, but mm. no. Um, I think she did those as surprise songs elsewhere. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the 10-minute All Too Well was, uh, if you don't know, it's a, like from the vault of the... Uh, Red Taylor's version. Red Taylor's version album. I don't know if it's considered from the vault or is it just like this is the 10 minute version because it, it was originally a song on the original album. Yeah. But then like she's like, well, here's the 10 minute because we know you want it. Even the original one was like four plus, which is long for a pop song. Uh, it wasn't crazy long. It was a pretty, I thought it, I thought it felt normal. Mm -hmm. And then, um, but the 10 minute yeah. gives you the full story. So, and it's a great one. It's the one that she made the movie for with Sadie Sink in it. Yeah. Um, and I think it has a lot of, like, uh, a lot of feeling in it. So she just, she played, like, this 10-minute ballad. Mm -hmm. uh, and everyone knew every single word in it. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. think for that one, she didn't have any dancers, and the lights weren't that crazy. No, no she, very... she's just playing with guitar on that yeah, one. Yeah, it was just her. So, and to command an audience for 10 minutes of that size is pretty good. Oh, yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. At least an A, if not A+. Plus. Acceptable. Acceptable. <laughs> Exceptional is the word you're looking for. <laughs> mm -hmm. She got an O on her OWLs. I just watched Harry Potter. 
Okay, let's not derail this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that she focused on a lot of bridges that were really important. Uh, for instance, like the the cruel summer bridge was so important. Like, I don't know, all of her bridges are so important. Um, I yeah. like the way that she like focused on that illicit affairs bridge. Um, Honorary civil engineer Taylor Swift. Of course, she gets the degree. Um, she, we also saw her play for our surprise songs. We got Death by a Thousand Cuts, and she nailed the bridge on that one. That one, she's, mm. she's messed it up a couple times in the rest of the tour, but she like nailed it. So everyone was like screaming with her. And then uh, You're On Your Own Kid, we got as the other surprise song. Yeah, so um, one on guitar, one on piano, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, so she just like gave the songs that really like mattered she gave like a lot of importance to like for instance champagne problems yeah she plays that on piano because she's just like it's really important like song to her and she wanted to sing it live you know so like that's not a surprise song that's like but she just does it acoustic kind of the way mm -hmm. she does all too well tentative version acoustic as well yeah yeah i think a lot of these songs she didn't like different versions than what they are on the recording yeah um, I will yeah. say, um, surprise songs was when I took my bathroom break, so I missed those. But I didn't see the videos you took mm -hmm. afterward. Yeah, I said I took videos the whole time he was in the bathroom so that he wouldn't miss a minute of it. Yeah. <laughs> the bathroom experience was a whole other thing. There's a lot of people at these things, so... Um, Please tell me how you, a man, were inconvenienced by the bathroom. I mean, I was fine. I was just looking at the lines for the woman's side. <laughs> that was... Yeah, how was your bathroom experience, Bernal? Please tell us. <laughs> I was fine. I was in and out. I went during the surprise songs. There was nobody in there. So uh -huh. I think I timed it perfectly. Great work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I will say, though... Uh, <laughs> The one thing for the guys is that they've turned some of the men's bathrooms into women's bathrooms, so you might have to walk a little further. Where did you see that? On the way to our seats, like the not the one that was closest to us, but the one before. The section next to us didn't have a men's bathroom. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't know what it was like because I decided to just dehydrate the shit out of myself and then almost yeah. pass out um, the next Marathon couple training. days. <laughs> She was sick because the next day. I was because she didn't drink any water. Oh uh, no! Two days later, because two days uh, for two days I didn't drink any water because I didn't want to pee during the Taylor Swift concert. Okay, yeah, but you so don't you have, to dehydrate yourself the whole weekend. You don't have an excuse for Sunday, Angela. I don't. <laughs> this is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we fixed it. I'm alive. Everything's okay. But TLDR, if you're going to go to one of these shows, you got to have a bathroom strategy. Yeah, mine was to not go. And I was dedicated. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I saw some ladies just went to the men's bathroom, used the stall. That's a, that was my backup plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, sorry, not trying to look at anything. <laughs> yeah, most people didn't care. They're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think the guys understand that we have a concert to get back to. Yeah. Uh, we all have a concert to get back to. Let's work together on this. Mm. Um, but, yeah, props to SoFi. Everything was relatively clean and straightforward. Uh, also, everything was really easy to get into. Uh, yeah. Crowd management was really, really well done. There was no complaints like there was, I think, when they went in the Bay Area, wherever they did that. I heard there was, like, crazy lines. But over here, yeah. there was a line, but it was handled really well. Yeah, so they um, did Levi Stadium, where the Niners play. And that stadium, the traffic management just built terribly. Every time the Niners even have a game, there's, like, a bottleneck to get in and out of the stadium. It's just there's um, one way in and out for the cars, basically. So it's just a huge problem so props to SoFi we didn't really have any problems uh, besides the distance we had to walk was the biggest thing but getting in and out was straightforward bathrooms were clean we didn't get any food but um, they partnered with Uber Eats where you could just order from your phone and then just go pick it up so if you didn't want to wait in line you could do that yeah um, that's crazy the craziest lines were for merch which we didn't get but um, if you're planning on buying merch, it's going to be a line. But I think um, my friends, she she stood in line like one of the other days uh, that she had gone. Mm -hmm. uh, she went multiple times and she said that it took her like 30 minutes. She thought it was going to be like a long merch line. Yeah. It just took her 30 minutes and so she didn't mind. Oh, okay. So I guess if you go during an opener or something, then yeah. 
Yeah, well, that, that was the LA experience, at least. I, I can't yeah. speak for the other shows. No. Yeah, that was the other thing. They did a good job. There was multiple merch lines. Like, every, like, three or four sections, there was another merch table. Okay. So, I think they did a good job with that, as much as they could. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing to be aware of that might help you is that uh, once you finish the tour, like, once you come home, yeah. At midnight, they like email you a discount code to the uh, merch store online. It doesn't yeah. have the same things always as the ones on the site, so you might it might be better to like go on site um, and buy them then. But they'll give you like a little tiny discount off of things in the merch store if you want um, afterward. Um, make sure you take advantage of that because I didn't realize that was happening and uh, I missed the email. It's only for the next twenty four hours. Oh. So <laughs> it's really easy to miss. Yeah, so just on um, your way home, have your passenger just uh, start looking at stuff. Yeah, just remember to check your email the next day. Like whoever yeah. bought the tickets, like check it. Yeah. I forgot to check. <laughs> so we all missed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so another thing I wanted to talk about um, as far as concert experience goes, not, you know, uh, let's go from merch back to actually seeing her perform. Um, the sound system was insane. Like it was so well done, and I could—I was like worried about not being able to hear her over the crowd. Um, and I could hear her, and it yeah, was not really a problem. good. It was very clear. Yeah. Like um, we did use—I uh, don't know if you wore them the whole time, but I wore the um, ear protection the whole mm-hmm. time, just for like volume. Uh, some songs, it was worth it to take the earplugs out. Um, I'm not a doctor; don't listen to that advice. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Generally, it was great. Even with the earplugs in, everything was very clear. Um, you could hear different parts of the music. So it wasn't like, like I've been to shows where it's like the singer's the main thing and the voice dominates so much that even when there's like a guitar solo, you can like barely hear it. Or worse, when they don't do the levels right and you can't hear the singer. Yeah, yeah, either yeah. way. I think very well balanced, so props to Taylor's sound team. Yeah. Um, and you could hear everything and then you know she had guest acts come out Haim came out to do a song with her all very clear and everything so the amount of mics that were on stage she herself changes mics several times like the logistical feat to get that sound must have been incredible yeah yeah it definitely was um just really clear also the sound of the audience i think you mentioned something about it uh how shocking it was to hear them like it wasn't you go to concerts, sometimes you imagine like screaming for the, the singer, right? Yeah. I would describe this more as a roar. Um, it was deafening when people would get hyped. Yeah. Like when she first came out, it was oh my very God. loud. Yeah. It, it was so much noise. Like I did need the earplugs for, not for her songs. It was for the Swifties near us. Like not near us just in the whole stadium making so yeah. much noise and every time she introduces a new era she does she goes backstage changes and comes back out so every time she comes back screen, out yeah it's a huge roar from the crowd yeah sometimes the things on the screen that she plays during the transition sometimes that receives the roar depending on how yeah. important it is it was crazy yeah um, and i think there were certain aspects in the song where the crowd is expected to participate right like, I forgot what song it is, but she does, like, the one, two, three thing. Oh, the one, two, three, let's go, bitch? Yeah, what song? I forgot Delicate. what song. Yes. So, um, when the, everybody knew it was coming, except me, apparently. And <laughs> the volume, pure volume from the crowd was incredible <laughs> when that happened. It <laughs> was funny. People were like, you gotta land the chance, you gotta land the chance. And then, like, I was like, I don't know, I kind of just know them sometimes. And then people were like, are you training Renal to, like, be ready for the chance? So I was like, no. Like, yeah, I'm here like, ooh, that was cool. Either he does them or he doesn't. Like, it's none of my business, you know? And then, uh, <laughs> I guess I should have. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're like, they're like, oh, I didn't know. But I just thought, like, sometimes our For You pages look so similar that I'm like, I'm sure he's getting this information somehow. I get more of the memes. Okay, okay. But anyway. I uh, consume Taylor through memes. Okay. Well, that's Stenton's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the sound system, incredible. The sound of the crowd, insane. Um, the team of 
of dancers, of backup vocalists, of um, like the band itself. A crazy amount of work from everyone who puts this thing together. It is an insane experience. And if you've ever done logistics for any kind of an event, like the security, like putting together the, um, the stage, driving the yeah. stage from city to city and setting it up and making sure it all works right. Think about how many panels are on that stage and any of them rise and yeah, give way at any time during the concert. So like you have to make sure that not only is this stage um, doing those things correctly, it is also um, even when it's not in use in enough for the dancers to dance without tripping over themselves. Yeah. Like there is so much calibration and work done uh, that I just, I'm, I'm so glad that I got to see it and got to experience it. The lights, the way that they all go up during, you know, Lord save me, my drug is my baby. Yeah. I'll be using for the rest of my life. And I'm just like, I am here praying at the altar of Taylor. <laughs> and like whoever's making like the the visuals in the back, like for the back screen, which was like where you said like all the animation was. Yeah. So much work in this show. The the RFID bracelets, like yeah. they the, they coordinated all the colors. And then I don't know about other cities, but in LA she was filming, so all the cameras and everything. Well, yeah, whoever was filming it, that was their own thing. I don't know if it was her crew or not. Um, I would assume it's her crew. She does everything herself, right? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it's like... There was a little... Uh, They're kind of in the way sometimes. Yeah. There was a little robot camera oh, on stage that would like follow around. We loved the robot we camera. We pack bonded with robot camera. <laughs> yeah, we pack bonded Whoever was it. piloting that, sometimes they would get too close to the edge of the stage and we're like, oh no, oh no. Because it would, it would roll backward. It was like a little Mars rover. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cute. And it would like roll backward and we're like, don't go off the cliff. Don't go off the cliff. And it would always like not go yeah. off the cliff. Yeah, it would always get close and wouldn't. Yeah. Or like it'd be close to like an opening in the stage, but it wouldn't fall in. I've seen like a video of like like somebody videoing like the the Mars rover, and then they're just like Wally, like make that yeah. please with that audio over it. <laughs> just like, that's exactly what we were all feeling. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen those um, those food delivery robots that like are autonomous. They just drive around and deliver food. <laughs> but like when someone messes with them, they set off this really like alarming sound. Or they fall off like a curb or something. Yeah, and they they're like. Wee, 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 wee. <laughs> I was just imagining this Mars robot camera like accidentally getting like a wheel stuck or something and just oh in the God. middle of the show just <laughs> wee 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 Yeah, we, <laughs> so cute. We loved uh we loved Wally. Um great great guest appearance by Wally. But it's a crossover. Um, when when I was like talking about the cameras getting that got in the way, it was the um the guys on there, like, they were, like, videotaping, like, like yeah. running around, right? Um, and then, and then the dancers and everyone had to kind of go around these the people and, and around the Wally robot, like, uh, which is, like, a lot of work they had to do, mm -hmm. like, in the moment. When they've been training for, like, 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 the choreo and everything is so well executed and planned, mm -hmm. like, everything that Taylor does, and it's just, like, like now I gotta change because the stupid robots. <laughs> we'll get out of I my way. I think the robot was part of the choreo. I don't think he was, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like th that's what I mean. Like the team had so many like like hurdles thrown their way. Sometimes it would be like weather things and stuff. Like other states, they had like remember like torrential downpours the entire time she was playing, yeah. and everything still worked. They still made everything happen. You know, like. Mm -hmm. It was uh, it was a crazy amount of work from an entire team of people. Teams. Yeah, this is I think the highest grossing tour of all time, and it is well deserved. Yeah, from a systems perspective, it is an insanely well executed. Yeah. Um, tour. Yeah. That's so many things to coordinate. Mm -hmm. No delays, like I mentioned. Yeah. It's just seamless. Yeah. But way smaller bands with way smaller crowds have such harder like like such a harder time handling basic logistics. Yeah, if anyone's been to like Warp Tour or any of these similar festivals, like if you went to uh, when you were Young Fest last year where they canceled it an hour before the show, mm -hmm. like none of that, none of no stories like that. It wouldn't happen on Taylor's Watch. 
Yeah, like uh, none of the cities had a cancellation, right? Yeah, she hasn't canceled anything. Or even a rescheduling. I don't. I read somewhere, so don't quote me on this. Um, I read that she hasn't canceled uh, any performance she's ever done except for one. Really? Her whole life. Wow. And I don't. I feel like it was when she was younger or something. I don't remember exactly the stats on that. Yeah. But it was something on that scale. So look that up. That might be interesting. Yeah, I would just. Yeah. Yeah. So she's very dedicated uh, to like a great execution, and I think that that takes years and years of planning in advance. 1989 Taylor's version release, like you know, that like years ago, she was like. I'm going to book all these dates and on August 9th. There has to be a show. There has to be a show because, and that has to be the last tour of a 19 city tour. Yeah. So that we have 1989 being spelled out for us and I can make all my dresses blue. Yeah. And then we can blow everyone's minds. Yeah. That's how far in advance, like, cause she was booking venues thinking about this. My friend said this to me and I was just like, oh my God, you're right. Like, the she's out there like, and yeah. And like, um, I think August 9th was also the second wave of LA shows, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... Oh, I don't know if it was the second set of released dates. Oh, okay. I don't remember. Okay. But, yeah, yeah the amount of backwards planning to have to go into this. Yeah, I'm just like, that's insane. Because that means if you wanted to end on 8-9, you have to start on a certain date. Mm -hmm. And you have to pick cities based on weather because you're playing in outdoor arenas. Yeah. You know, all those things. And then even then, she's allowed to deal with, like, rain in some cities. Yep. She's, um... She's insane. <laughs> I think the only delay she had was, like, a two-hour delay for, like, lightning. Yeah, which you is, like, a safety thing. can't play, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then as soon as that passed, it was still pouring rain. They still played. And everyone yeah. stayed. Yeah, of course. The yeah. crowd stayed. Can you imagine? You just talked about the war they fought to get tickets. Of course they're staying. <laughs> Of course, yeah. Yeah, she also does that cute thing, like, in the beginning where she's like, you could have been anywhere on this night, and you chose to be here. And I'm like, could have been anywhere? Really? Mm -hmm. Could I have? <laughs> to be fair, when we were planning getting to L.A. that day, we were like, there's, like, 15 events in L.A. Traffic's going to be terrible. Like, I think Hard Summer was that night. There was a couple of K-pop concerts. Yeah, maybe other people feel like they had a choice of where they could be yeah, that night. Yeah, you didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. <laughs> the speech wasn't for you, actually. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm making it all about me. <laughs> On my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's my bad. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, yeah, no, just... I, I think... I think that's most of my notes. Yeah. The, Positive vibes all around. The dancing, the details. Oh, there's so much in the details. You're going to really, like, appreciate. Uh, like, I think I think if you're just going for a great show, you're going to see a great show. And you're going to mm -hmm. be so awe-inspired at the end of it anyway. I think if you look at it and you look at the details, the logistics details, the choreo details, which is all stuff we've worked in before. Yeah. If you look at, like, just all the planning throughout, your mind is going to be even more blown because it is just so, so intricate and so well. Yeah, like, when you think about what actually went to make this show happen, it's mind, it's staggering. Yeah. The amount of effort and coordination, so. Mm -hmm. Incredible experience all around. Yeah. 10 um, out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10. What, what was it? Like, three stars on Yelp. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Just a mid-review <laughs> that helps no one. Fun night. Fun night. <laughs> Traffic was kind of bad. Two stars. <laughs> yeah, you have to rate it down for something not even related. Yeah. Like. <laughs> oh, wait. So we should wrap up uh, the actual experience. So that yeah. night, I think we finished like a little after midnight or something. I think the show ends right at midnight and she ends on the midnight's era. I think I think you may be romanticizing it. I don't think it was exactly midnight. Well, I mean, it took us another forty minutes to get to the car, but yeah, I don't remember. No. I don't. She I ends don't... approximately at midnight, and she ends on the midnight era. I'm saying that is awesome. She controls the start times of the show. Yeah, the rest of it, like obviously, gets done when it gets done. But like, yeah. for instance, on uh, the night that she uh, 
revealed the 1989 Taylor's version, yeah. she started at 809. Oh, heck. Everyone lost their minds. <laughs> they were like, it's 809. <laughs> <laughs> the other show, she was starting like 820, just for context, mm -hmm. uh, at least the ones we saw. So, yeah. It was like, or what I yeah. heard about from my friend. Basically, that's how we're getting the three and a half number, right? 830 ish to midnight ish. Three and a half hours. Yeah. So it was like, it was around midnight. I don't know that it was perfectly to it. Um, yeah, so getting home and stuff, by the time we got home, it was like 2 a.m. I don't think we slept until like 3 or 4. Yeah, I mean, we got food and stuff on the way home. Yeah, we ran and get, got in and out. That was good. Yeah. Very necessary to get food and water after the tour, if you didn't <laughs> drink any water. Basically, Remember to hydrate afterward. Don't plan to do anything the next morning either. Yeah, relax. <laughs> Just remember to relax. Yeah. Um, it was a really crazy fun tour, uh, and I I would do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and get tickets again. I think uh, I want as many people to see this and experience it as they can. I think it's really worthwhile. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, honestly, it was it was a privilege that we were able to go. And I'm just really happy that we can share it with you guys. Uh, if you were able to go, if you like weren't able to go, then hopefully you get like a little more like impression from what we're saying than just like those little videos on Instagram that I'm sure everyone's watching. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So our next few episodes, do you want to like talk about what we're going to go into after this? Yeah. So this was kind of a episode about our concert experience. I think after this, we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive into the set list. So we'll talk about her song selection, little moments with the crowd, and generally a little bit more about the music part of the concert, I think. So yeah. Yeah. We want to discuss a little more in detail, some important lines, some important like, uh, audience moments, uh, stage moments that we found particularly impressive, um, maybe some meanings to songs. We're not going to go deep dive into 45 songs. I just want to make that clear. Yeah, not like a usual episode. No. Um, we're going to keep it brief, but I would like to like kind of go over it because it it's fun. It's fresh in our minds right now. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's probably going to be our next few releases. Yeah, so um, keep it tuned on this feed. This has been Decomposition. We're available on Spotify, Apple, Google. We are now also on YouTube. We are. Uh, go ahead and check out the links in the bio for Spud Network Podcast if you follow us on Instagram. Um, we're going to start posting on there as well, and you'll always be able to find the link to our shows from there. Yeah, so that's at Spud Network Podcasts is the handle on Instagram and on YouTube. Uh, yeah, we are saying Spud S P U D Network Podcasts. Yep, uh, check us out there, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.